Hello, everyone. We are back with the second lesson from the family series. Last week, Garen talked about singles. So this is Big F Family of Big God. Big F Family, yeah. And so singles are involved in that. And this year, not this year, this week we're talking about shame, which is the kind of this insidious thing that sneaks its way into our yeah. parenting styles and into all our relationships, really. Yes, right. And so just talking about how to identify that, how to deal with that, what are the roots of that, how do I eradicate that? Yeah. So it was a really useful topic, I think. Yeah. Well, I hope so. Yeah, I probably have to apologize to some mothers because it was a heavy one. So I'm sure some of the mothers left like feeling like I wrecked their Mother's Day. But the intent was to give a tool to be a better parent. And so I hope parents received it as a gift and not as a like a, a slam or a knock. That's really was my intent is like, I want to give you a gift. Mm, a tool in your you, tool belt? Yeah, that you can leave with of like how to better connect with your kids long-term. So that was the intent. So, Yeah, Garen, you missed the memo. Don't you know it's supposed to be like a really flowery sermon <laughs> on Mother's Day? And uh, Like my first Mother's Day where I actually talked about parenting, it was kind of a heavy one. Like I totally missed the memo on that. Like it's got to be, it's got to tickle the ears Dang and kind of be. Come on, Garen. <laughs> um, but it, no, it was really useful. And you, you started out by talking about the difference between guilt and shame. And, you know, the guilt is doing wrong, shame is being wrong. I won't go through all of them, but that was really useful. The one I found the most interesting was when guilt and shame develop in us as people. Yeah. You said that guilt develops at about three to four year mark. Yes. And that shame develops at 15 months. Yeah. And it's so much more innate and... Yeah, it's um, like this primal thing. Yeah. yeah, very primal within us. Yeah. So Isn't that, that crazy? When I learned that too, I was like, that really caught my attention because I'm like, this is a very like deeply human primal thing, like that it, the kids that early, huh? they can't even, you know, they just know a few words. Yeah. But if you look at them wrong or, I mean, I've, I've you know, you've, you've seen it in little children. They'll let, they'll hang their head. You just see it. you see the look like, oh my gosh, like that just hit them in their heart. And they're just, these little toddlers aren't even two yet. Yeah. So Jude is like, uh, when was Jude born? So he's right about 15 months, 15 or 16 months yeah, right so now. Yeah, so you're like at the mark, man. So, man. You can get it right with him. That's right. I've already blown it twice. <laughs> I can get it right on the third one. For anyone who wasn't there yesterday, could you just really quickly give the difference between guilt and shame and how you would define those? Yeah, the main thing is I think it's guilt is just feeling internally just by myself. I have done a wrong thing, and I, I can tell I've done a wrong thing. Like... um. And I just feel guilty about that. Shame is relationals between people. And it's like, um, not just that I've done something wrong, but there is something broken in me. The reason I do the wrong things that produce guilt is because something in me is really messed up. And that's why I keep doing wrong things. And so the doing wrong comes out of that I am a messed up, defective, broken person. And so I keep doing wrong and keep having guilt, but ultimately it's because something's wrong with me. And that's why it's so devastating to people when you live in an identity like that and carry that around just every day, like something is wrong with me. It's uh, That's not a good place to be. I mean, we all have it to a degree, but some people carry that much more strongly than others. Hmm. You talked about some of the things that shame does. Shame erodes connection. It's a barrier to relationship. It breeds isolation and distrust, which makes it the most perfect weapon yes, for Satan to use. Totally perfect. If, if God created us for a relationship, if that's what he did, it is the perfect weapon to disrupt that, to break yeah. that. Exactly. Shame and lies probably 
are like the two go-tos and lies often are in service of getting yeah, us I, to and that's what i think is i think lies are in service of this yeah of the distrust yeah. the lies are in service of the distrust which breaks the relationship well we saw that in genesis 3 right yep. i mean that's how he totally. used lies was to break distrust with eve yeah. so yeah speaking of which we we got right into the original story of sin and just saw how that story in Eden was so much more than Eve taking a piece of fruit. So often we can simplify it down to, oh, she she messed up. She took the fruit, so we broke, all have to the deal rule. with sin. And it's yep. like, who is this petty God who someone takes an apple off his tree and he curses all of mankind? Like, get over yourself. And we, we simplify it down to that. We miss the much bigger thing behind it, yep. which is what? Yeah, that's the relationship. That I'm created for a relationship with him. And yeah. I'm created to believe and to worship and to give my life to something and to be connected ultimately to him. And that's the thing Satan wants to disrupt. And it's what he did disrupt in Eve. And she turned on her creator. She distrusted him. She yep. said, I think I know better. Yep. And it snowballed from there. Yeah. Um, you talked about how when in Genesis 3, 9, when God is looking for Adam and Eve, that question he asked them is so key. Yeah. Because they're hiding, they're naked, they're, they're feeling shame. Yep. Because they know they've done wrong. And he, he doesn't say, how could you? Yep. Right? He doesn't shame them. He says, where are you? Yeah. So explain why why that's so big. To me, it's because <clears throat> if if all he cared about was the a rule was broken, he'd be like, did you, what? You ate the fruit? I mean, he would have focused on the breaking of the rules, supposedly. But that's not what it was. He wants connection. He knows it's lost. He cares about them and their heart more than anything else. And he's coming after them. And he wants the them. And the way you do that is you're like, hey, where are you? I Interesting, somebody told me a story afterwards that they just saw something on, I think, television last week of a, I think it was a daughter who was continually in trouble, teenager, getting into lots of trouble, drugs and different kind of stuff. I don't know what it was. And she, the, the dad knew it and she got something happened and she ended up in jail. And all she did is she just called home and she just said, dad, I'm in trouble. That's all she said. And he didn't know where she was. or He didn't know anything about the circumstances. And his question was, where are you? He didn't say, what did you do this time? Hmm. He said, where are you? That, that was his question. He didn't even know she was in jail. And she said, I'm actually in jail. But I, to me, that, that like whoever that dad was, I'm like, wow, how profound is that? That he just says, where are you? Like, mm. if you're if you're at the bar and you're in trouble, or if you're at a guy's house and you're in trouble, I just want to know where you are because I'm going to come get you because I care about you and I'm going to get you. So I just love that, his emphasis on the relationship and seeking them and not on, well, you broke another rule or you did yeah. it again or, yeah. and, and rubbing their face in it. Right. Right. But our, our human nature so much, not, not just in parenting, but in any relationship is to tend toward shame, to feel it, to dish it out. Yep. That's kind of what that yesterday was all about, was just like, let's quit focusing on the outcomes and the rules. Okay, we want our kids. We want them to be obedient. We want them to be honest, right? We want all that. But when you can get so focused on the outcomes that you lose the person in it. And, and they feel unloved. And they're like, okay, all they want is outcomes. They really don't care about me. And that above all else, we've just got to care about them and their heart and keeping that connection at all costs. So, Yeah. I remember Andy Stanley said one time in an interview that we watched on parenting, he said the two things they want for their kids when they leave home. I think one, I think the first one was 
was that they were just following Jesus well. Maybe it wasn't even that, though. I think it was that they just wanted a relationship with them and their siblings. Like, they uh-huh. wanted to yeah. come home. They wanted to be around them. Yeah, that that was the the end game. I don't even remember what the second one was. I don't think it was following Jesus. But basically, and that kind of took me back, like, well, why wouldn't Andy Stanley put following Jesus as one of those? And I think it's because he, underst- he understands the nature and the gravity of relationship. Yeah. That if you have that rooted in your kids and you know that they that you care about them and they see the way you live your life, that that will draw them into faith. Yeah. And it's not about um, legislating anything or, I don't know, forcing them into it. Because like you said, if we try and control outcomes, what happens when our kids leave home? Yeah. They, they don't live out what we've been enforcing yeah. because right. the change wasn't inside, it was on the outside. Yeah. Well, and interesting, if you remember, he said they only had two rules and it was don't lie and we treat everybody with respect. Right. And what I love about that is those two things, um, to me, are they're highly relational. It's like we, the thing we will not do in our family is violate our relationship. When, you, when we lie to each other, we're violating the relationship. And if we disrespect each other, that's the opposite. Respect and shame are like total opposites. So what he's asking for is we want a home where we above all else are guarding our relationship. And if we do those two things, that's what I think he was getting at. Yeah. Is, is it'll get there. And yeah, you you want your kids to follow Jesus, but if that becomes even if that becomes a primary outcome, if if you start sensing, oh my gosh, they're moving away from him, you'll start using tactics to control that situation and try to get them back over there. And we all know how that goes, right? We've all seen parents who are trying to make their kids go to church or whatever. They're trying to use pressure to get them to that outcome. And I can't get them there. Only the Spirit of God can get a person to that. But if I cultivate the relationship, I just think, like you said, and I have a genuine faith and I'm loving them, that that's, that, that's the combination. Is my faith and loving them is the optimal combination and then just a lot of prayer and trusting God with it, mm-hmm. right? I think that there's, I mean, even in my own spirit, I hear that and I'm like, oh man, I need to think through that because for so often, I mean, for so long, I felt like that was maybe the goal of my family. I see other families the same way, like, they try, I don't know, control is such a harsh word, but they really do try and control the outcome that you will follow Jesus. Yes. And it can become this external thing that fades once they leave because yep. it right. wasn't going on on the inside. So, yeah, relationship so powerful. And Satan understands it, and God created right. it, so he understands yep. it. So we need to understand how important it is, for sure. The application side, you gave six things. Um that that what were they they were they were going to help us commit to a shame-free environment and the sixth one was what we were going to focus on just to model god to our kids just be like god love our kids love our friends our neighbors our families the way that god loves us yes and put relationship above all else was that the heart of that that's the heart is like yeah we've got to be like he was in genesis that we've got to you know again i it's not to say i don't want my kids to be good citizens and read their Bible, all that. That's that's all important. But it's it's that relationship is the most important thing. And so if they, they break a rule in the house, it's not, I'm coming to them, first of all, you know, did you, what did you do this time, right? Or why or whatever, all those questions um, that are really more concerned about what happened than the person. It's just like, you know, it's it's just wanting to enter into their heart. There becomes an appropriate time to talk about what happened, right? Mm-hmm. But the first thing on my mind is always, I want to make sure I connect with them. And I'm not coming in anger. I'm not coming in frustration. I'm not coming because I'm annoyed. But I'm like, I want to connect with their heart. That's my first goal always. 
we'll deal with the thing. We'll talk about better strategies in the future on how to deal with that. But right now, my number one goal is connect with their heart because that's what God came doing. And you're not trying to tell parents how to parent. They they need to make that decision for themselves. You're just saying, however you parent, whatever it looks like, relationship really needs to be pretty paramount in that. Yeah. So you're not saying punish, don't punish, no harshness, you know, Lee, leeway. Yep. You're just saying nope. do it your way, but this is a really key part of it. It's got to be. Yeah. So I'm not right. I'm not saying be. What do you, what do you call the parents who like don't do like squat or don't? Fair, just, yeah. I'm not. This is not laissez faire. You are, you're going to have rules or whatever, and you want to enforce them. But the first thing is, is I need to connect with them first. Even I mean I I there was so much stuff I could have shared. I might still put a sheet together, but I was reading somebody was talking about that a lot of times a child's misbehavior isn't. You know, it, it may be that that something else has happened that I don't know, and it, it's not to dismiss it, but it's even coming to them first like, hey, you know, like you pulled your sister's hair. Like, what, what was going on with that? Like, or what's going on? And if they're like, well, you know what? They actually did this first, and it, it doesn't mean you, it's an excuse, but it's like, wow, okay, that must have been like you, I mean, you, that was painful to you or whatever. And it's, you're kind of connecting your heart. And then it's come like, okay, now it's so in the future, if some people are going to hurt you in the future, you know, what's the best response to that? And you do get to that, but it's, it's like just trying to connect more with like what's going on with them internally. Um, I, I didn't know any of this in my, for most of my parenting. So this was all, even reading some of that stuff, I was like, wow, that's really cool. I wish I had known that before. I would have done a lot more of that. So, Man, you knew nothing and your kids still turned out well, Garen. Think if you knew what you were doing. They'd like all three be president right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, as we wrap up here, something you said that was really key was we've got to value heart and relationship more than behavior and outcome, right? Which we've been talking about, but I just thought that was really profound. And then you also said we got to leave outcomes to the Holy Spirit. Yeah, that. Yeah, the, my job is to love. It's the Holy Spirit's job to change a person internally that leads to the behavior that I want. Okay, again, it doesn't mean I don't have rules or I don't enforce things. That's not what I'm saying. But my my command, my job is to love, not to force or create outcomes. That's hard. That means a. That means I have to let go of a lot of control, and a lot of us, a lot of parents, struggle profoundly with control. And it's to to do that is I'm talking on the backside, but just even looking back, like if somebody said that to me, I'd be like, wow, that to like to have that look on goal of control like that. But I think it's healthy, and I think it's really the right thing to do and leave that. And that came, if you remember, I said that came from my friend, and that came like we had initially talked ten or eleven years later. Then we're talking like a month ago, and I was telling Pat this yesterday that she said to me, I didn't figure this out till very recently, that I was more concerned with the outcome, and I thought I could control the outcome than I was with loving them. And so when she told me that, she said, this is a new thing. And she was telling me this in a lot of heartbreak because she, right now, she's in a place where they've lost one of their children, so to speak, very relationally, very unconnected. And it's just even her reflecting on how did we get here? Mm. And she's like, it's because I thought my job was to create the outcome. And it's not. Mm. That's the Holy Spirit. My job is to love. And she said, and she's a great parent. And I mean, there's just so much about her I respect. But just to hear her reflect on how they got to where they were. 
and that that was her conclusion. It was really profound to me. So in the last kind of 60 seconds of our time, I'm going to ask you a heavy question and not give you enough time to answer it, but ask you to answer it anyways. If you're that parent and you have, you did try and, try and control outcomes and that's your experience now is your experience of disconnection with a child. I mean, what do you do? What cards do you have in your hand to play at that point? Yeah, so that is maybe the most important question. I think the main card, the card that you have to play right now is like, I am going to, I'm focusing, I'm going all in on that relationship. I'm going to go back and I'm going to apologize and I'm going to say, I have done some things in the wrong way. I was too controlling. I was all this. I want you to know I care about you, right? Your heart. Our relationship, sorry. Our relationship more than I care about this outcome. That is you that I want. I care about you. So let's, can we work on that? Yeah. And I'm going to start showing you by my behavior that you're the one that I want more than your behavior. I want you. Mm -hmm. And cause I've seen that happen and I've seen it work. It takes time. Um, but I've seen that work. And so that's what it is. It's just like going and saying, I, I want you, I want your, I want you, your connection. You matter to me. That's what matters. Wow. Cool. And that's still redeemable and God can use that. So that's where I would say to go. Very good. Okay. Um, Garen, any, any last thoughts? I feel like we cover a lot of ground here. No, that's a uh, man. Anytime you talk about family, that's an emotional thing, yeah, right? Because right. we all care about it so much. We want to do it right. We're building the plane as we go. So we all fail and that's okay. So I, that's the last thing is if this is a guilt trip to somebody for 20 years, I've been shaming or 15. That's not the point. The point is what can I do today? Different. And it's kind of what we just talked about. It's like, you know what? It's going to them and saying, I've not done some things right. And I've been shaming my parenting and forgive me for that. Um, no excuse. I just half the time didn't know better, but I just want you to know what I'm committed to is you and loving you. And that's where I'm going at. That's my, that's my target and my heart. That's what I love and just start working on that. So it's not about regret for the past. This is about what can we do for the future? That was why it was intended to be a gift, not a shaming thing or a put down yeah. or you horrible parents. <laughs> so not meant to be a guilt trip or a shame trip. Either one yeah. of those. No, definitely not a shame trip. Okay. But. All right. Hey, thank you so much for being with us. Excited to continue this family series next week. So uh, that's what we have, and we'll talk again soon. Thanks, guys.